VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Here we go, Davey. Who they? 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 Who We took an L, but who day we bounce back? Who day every morning mixing, counting his stacks. Chargers ain't shit, so when we hit, they bounce back. Look, Burrow isn't beast mode. And welcome back to for the first time in 2020. Fuck you, we like the Bengals. The regular season that is. I'm your host Alex Schubert, sitting directly across from me, Lloyd Johnson. Lloyd Johnson. After a long off season of. Let's say interesting conversations. Yeah, yeah. Fun times. Fun times. We were able to thank you for sticking with us during the off season. Our numbers like kinda of fluctuated a little bit, but we're happy that you stuck with us for through all this COVID bullshit. Like if you I mean, who knows how much longer it's gonna last? Who knows if the season's gonna last? Um, apparently, uh um what's his face? The Austin Eckler. He thinks it still might be canceled. Austin <laughs> Austin Eckler. Uh, I just want to throw this out there uh, about Austin Eckler. We'll get to the Chargers in a little bit. But uh, there was a thread on Facebook of uh, fantasy football team names. A comedian posted it in a comic, Joe Bates out of Indy. He, uh, one of his team names is Comedian Destroys Eckler. <laughs> that would actually be fitting for this one. It'd be perfect. Comedian just. How about Linebacker Destroys Eckler? That's going to be hopefully the theme for the Chargers and the Bengals this year. That would be nice. That would be very nice. Keep How much in. would you be willing to bet that would happen? Um, I don't know. He's got such a tiny head. It might be hard to he see. He really does have a tiny head. I, I, I didn't think you would notice that, but I noticed. Oh, no, no, no. It's, that's the first thing I noticed. There's all those pictures of him like showing off like he's like, how much muscle he put on and all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. All of them. It just... He's a bodybuilder, but he forgot that a head is the part of his body. Yeah, it's you can't. I mean, there's no lifting weights with your skull. It's his head looks. Yes, there, there could be, but who knows? But <sighs> if you build one to bet on how tiny Austin Eckler's head is, where where do you think he would go? Two quarters. Two quarters? Where do you think he would go? Like, what website would you go to? Oh. Oh, bet online. Bet online. I go there too, man. Uh, yeah, the wait is finally over. Football is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, man? Because it's a regular season. Yeah. Um, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in the action, in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. 
You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's how you make up for missing all that money from being out of work. Yeah. I on football. I'm a, I'm a dead broke man now. My uh, my Schubert tennis money is no longer. It's like, I mean, I'm not making the paycheck. It was I'm substitute teaching right now. Oh boy. Yep. Which makes it weird to go into our next ad read of Manscaped. No, it doesn't. Really? Nah. Those two things do not go hand in hand. Well, I mean, hopefully you keep your hands to your fucking self and you're I absolutely teaching. do. And you don't have to have any discussions with your students about how you manscape. But I did. So uh, I mentioned this to Lloyd before the podcast. Uh, yesterday, the day before we taped, Odell Beckham had a little scandal come out. Yeah, I didn't hear about this. So I'm waiting. Uh, apparently, it's it's weirder than you think it is. What do you think Odell Beckham's fetish is? Guys? I'd argue to say this one's weirder. Okay. Uh, apparently, Odell Beckham has a fetish... For a woman shitting on his chest. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? Which is the, I mean, it's 2020, so the answer is obviously accept all fetishes at no cost. Well, I mean, just on the list of things that, when you see him talk and how he acts and stuff, like, you know there's something weird going on. And, yeah. Hey, what two consenting adults do with... Whatever it's, not, it's, it's none of my business. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here to hate. Whatever, man. So I, I made a. I was, so I, why I mentioned that was first of all we're roasting the Browns next week. <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, he likes a nice roasty brown too. Yep, they forgot to. Um, his girlfriend forgot to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. That's uh, a good joke. I'm sorry. That's a great joke. No, he keeps the Browns right there at his heart. Yep, right he there at his heart. Yep. Uh, so I made that joke today. Um, someone we were taking attendance, and some girl was like, "I missed her poo poo," and I'm like, "No, that name was taken by Odell Beckham Jr." And none of the kids got it. Well, I didn't even know. So, yep. Well, they, they don't even know what anything is. Dumbass yep. kids. Dumbass kids. Stupid kids. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> manscaped. There's no way to segue into that after elementary school kids. Sure, there is. You gotta. Got that crop preserver? Shave off the chest? Shave off off your chest. Wow, I almost did it again. Shave off your chest? That way it slides, you know, that Sunday gravy just spreads around evenly. (laughs) (laughs) You can spread it around evenly. Have your lady do it. Um, Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, We'll get to the manscape reading a little bit. But, uh... Lloyd, how have you been over this last month and a half? I've been doing good, man. I've been, uh, my daughter was up for a while. She was, old Lily Johnson. She'll be on in a later episode, I believe. Yep, yep, yep. She's planning on being on again. uh, Yep, and making fun of the players and me. Yeah, she actually wants to write Burns and... and... That rules. Uh, I talked to my brother. He's written Burns for me before. He's written some Burns, so I think he'll be on at some point. If If he's up visiting from... Because he goes to chiropractor school in Florida. and It's a good place for it. Yeah, which means he's way better at life than I am. But <laughs> I don't know, chiropractor, whatever. No, he helped me, because like, I had chronic back problems when I was in high school, and I would go to the uh, chiropractor that my brother was an intern at all the time, and he like put, like, there's a thing that like you put in your back, 
uh, they're like patches, and then you turn a machine on, and it feels like needles going in your back. Yeah, I've done it. The, feels incredible. I've done the electrostem stuff too, but I, you know what they put in my back was titanium rods, screws, and yeah. So uh, chiropractors are out for me. They're, they're not. They're not. In- Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. For you? No, I can't even go because they'll... Fuck they're more likely up. to fuck something up than yeah i couldn't imagine i mean because I, I couldn't imagine like one surgery being like oh you're fucked now you're ryan shazier man i'm not that bad no that was yeah he's he like had like a spinal contusion or some shit i just looked at because he retired today yeah so yeah I probably, i'm sure he had like some spinal contusion shit yeah he's in florida i'm up here uh, you're basically doing you're not really doing much right now no, nah, I'm uh, I'm enjoying the quarantine. I I, I kind of hope we can keep up some of this shit afterwards. <laughs> like if everyone stays six feet away from me at the grocery store, just from forever from now on, I'm, yep. I'm cool. And you can I, share crazy Facebook articles. I mean, I I've almost had to stop. <laughs> no, okay. So I forgot to clarify. Lloyd is not sharing crazy Facebook articles. He has a hobby where he reads the crazy right wing. I will find the most right-wing version of a story <laughs> just because they get so incredibly ridiculous that you're like, there's no way. Like, I, some of the sites I found I thought were like onion sites, <laughs> but they're not. And the comment sections are pure idiot gold. <laughs> <clears throat> it's... Like, would they just be like... Like the McCloskeys. That's the first one you sent me. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, there's so many. The, the QAnon nonsense that that people are into so what exactly is QAnon? i've heard a lot about it it's some guy supposedly that's releasing information supposedly he's close to the trump administration somehow what it's nonsense yeah it's Uh, just basically q nonsense no i don't (laughs) i sure don't (laughs) i don't i don't want to make anything cute for that (laughs) hapless group of fucking morons so what exactly it's, is it? It's it's basically just conspiracy theory, culty nonsense that people take real serious, and it's it's so cartoonishly stupid <laughs> that like it does. T- it takes you a few minutes before you realize, like, oh, these people like you go from being like these uh, people are actually this dumb. Yeah, you go from being like, oh, this is kind of funny to like, oh shit, like th- these people get to, like, drive and vote, and it, it becomes mildly depressing at a point. Yep. But then someone will say something so deliciously stupid, 
so like aggressively moronic that you'll start laughing again. Like uh-huh. it's it, so it's it's one of those like hobbies that it's fun, but it also makes me really like bummed out sometimes. Yeah, and because uh, I'm not a conspiracy theory person no, at all. I'm I'm a pure logic guy, and gee, which means you're bus. a liberal cuck. Yeah, according to them, I'm uh, probably trafficking underage children for you're trying to make you're trying to make pedophilia a sexual orientation yeah i love how like 90 percent of like the people that have been putting that shit on twitter or whatever have all been found out to be like right-wing people just doing it for clicks and money and fear well, just doing it, yeah just doing it to, to like make the left look more ridiculous which i'm not trying to be political here it's just that's just what it's turned out to be for the yeah. most part <clears throat> but boy the amount of people that are like this QAnon nonsense that are so on board, it's it's baffling. So it's, what's their selling point? I don't I I don't honestly I don't know. I don't I can't wrap my brain around how you think like that. <laughs> like how you can just ignore the painfully obvious. I mean just basic logic <laughs> is just utterly dashed on the rocks and it's like here's nonsense and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like, throwing fits because Target has shirts with pizza on them, and they're like, this is Pizzagate proof, and Target's in on it. <laughs> I mean, it's so absurd that it, like, like, Brett Terhune would have a hard time writing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, um, the redneck y'all love to hate. God, he's so fucking funny. I love Brent Terhune. Someone like, I'm... I'm in California. I fucking shared a video of his recently. I'm like, Brent Terhune is the fucking best. There are there are two people I know that are having a good 2020: Patrick Mahomes and Brent Terhune. Uh, Joe Mixon's having a pretty good one now. Yes, he is. Got paid. He got paid. We will get to that in a little bit because I had a couple things I was gonna bring up <clears throat> uh, last uh, <clears throat> or two weeks ago. Actually, uh, I sang the national anthem for the Florence Freedom. You, did you give me, like, a judgy face, or am I just overthinking that? Yeah, I think you're overthinking that. A hundred percent. Yeah, I was I was literally just waiting for you to say the next thing, man. <laughs> this uh, is this just is my just, face. <laughs> you have a face. I'm also stoned from a piece of pie, and it's, like, just hitting me now. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I noticed your eyes, uh... <laughs> your eyes slid it down pretty far. <laughs> the, like, a hearty laugh just gets me, like, oh, shit... It's like putting the marijuana in my body. <laughs> I'm uh, very high right now. <laughs> I'm not going to Google the entire episode. 30 milligram Schubert. <laughs> so what were we just talking about? Oh, uh, we were talking about QAnon nonsense. Yeah, I, was trying the, to, the, I was trying to divert us back to football. Yeah, and I'll get to that in a little bit. I was going to say, because I sang the National Anthem for the Florence Freedom like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've done it twice before, and personally, I think this was, like, the best one I've done. And I didn't get it on tape, and I'm very pissed. I'd love to see that. Um, but afterwards, I swear to God I wouldn't say this otherwise, but um, the uh, one of the coaches for the Freedom, he said it's the best <clears throat> rendition he's ever heard at the stadium. Damn. Yeah, it was insane. Little Shub's doing big things. I'm... I'm doing big things, I like to think. 
Because my goal someday is to do it for the Reds. I do it for the Bengals, but I'm not in the chirps or have one leg. We can fix that. Yep. One I. Why did I say an I, IUD? Because you don't want to be uh, pregnant? I don't. IED. Well, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I got a. I got a hacksaw. I mean, we, we can fix the leg thing. I mean, can we do it after the podcast, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk. But yeah, um, and I stayed there for the game. I think they won, but it rained the whole time. I was like one of like, I was one of like, uh, when it started raining, I was like one of literally 20 people in the stands of like 3,000 that was still watching the game, and they threw me a baseball, and it ruled. Because someday I want to do it for the Reds. That's my goal, and I'm, I'm going to try to do it again this year so I can get a tape so I can send it to them like this year. Yeah. And I think... I don't know if I'll get another opportunity to sing for them this year. But if I do, I'm going to send that tape and send it to, and send it to the Reds. That'd be dope. That'd be really dope. But other than that, nothing really, <clears throat> nothing really up for me. What the fuck happened last week? Like uh, Lloyd said earlier, Joe Mixon got very paid. Paid. He got um, four years, forty-eight million, slightly less than DJ Reader's contract. I believe his was four fifty-two. Dude, so three years ago, when the Bengals drafted him, it was like so up and down. Yeah. Like some people were like, "You can't draft a lady puncher," and then the other half of people were like, "Make America great again." Other people were like, "Didn't Ray Lewis kill some people?" Yeah. <laughs> that white lady didn't punch herself. Um, no, but she did say the N-word pretty aggressively a few times, so... I did not see... I didn't... I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I saw the audio tape. I'm not saying I've studied it. I, like, va- I've seen the clip, but I, I... This quarantine has fucked me so much that if I hear a story exactly how it happens... Because a lot of times the other side has a completely different story of what yeah, happened. Yeah. I'm like, did that actually happen? Oh, yeah. everything's Everything's gotten so silly with, like... You really have to like buckle down and figure out what the fuck is happening with any story that comes out now. It's it's, it's unbelievable because like um, the Jacob Blake story, because one side was like he was breaking up a fight, and the other side was like he was going for a knife or some shit. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you're gonna always have two sides, and it's always gonna be. Wrong. This made me. This made me question so fucking much. Yeah, it's 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 getting harder and harder to like weed through the nonsense from both sides. Let me make that clear. Yes, <clears throat> but yeah, um, even even if someone's going for a knife, the guy, the cop that had a hold of his shirt was, you know, had sixty pounds on him and had a hold of his shirt. So I don't know that shooting him seven times in the back was a the no, way. No, you can you have to go. It's two against one. <clears throat> but you know, tackle his ass. The same exact police department didn't seem to have a problem with a 17-year-old with an automatic rifle walking towards them, so... Exactly. I'm a little I'm a little confused on what constitutes Who had already what. killed people. But, you know, I mean, again, whatever. Let's not get, like, we're going to dig down into that, because it's, uh, that's a, that's a quagmire we'll never get out of, but, uh... I mean, I'm on your side, and we'll... <clears throat> I just have a hard time just about... It. The people were like, oh, well, this person had, he had a criminal record. Okay, well, I think... We still should go through courts before you start executing people, but that's me. That's yes, like the uh, like the one guy who was killed that was like 
people called him a pedophile. I was like, how did a 17-year-old from a different state with a rifle know that an in-state offender, a state that he wasn't from, was a pedophile? It's an unimportant piece of the situation, but yeah, let's uh, let's not... Yeah, let's not talk about that. They're not here here to talk about the things that the stories are already sick of and shit. Yeah. So, So, Mixon punched a white lady in college. That was fucked up. My personal opinion, have yours if you like. He served his time. He's learned his lesson. Ever since he's gotten to the NFL, he's been he's been pristine off the field. Yeah. No issues whatsoever. Nothing. And, you know, hey, I don't agree with how he handled the situation, but I also wasn't there. I wasn't, whatever. I, I don't. I look at him as a football player. Me too. And I know that that's kind of callous and whatever, but there's enough things right now that worrying about something like that just it's just it's just not in me yeah. I, I can't right. <clears throat> everyone's, so, everyone's always outraged at something well I mean I think everyone should have a chance to I mean you can't just end someone's career over one thing yeah like I feel like it, how, how is anyone supposed to be encouraged to learn from a mistake or grow or get better if there's no path to redemption or whatever exactly. you know what I mean so do I agree with it? No, I think it was a horrible thing to fucking do. Do I think that that should just be the defining thing about him forever? No. No, I hope not. And, you know, he's he's done everything that was asked of him. He's he's quiet. He's humble. And I knew this two, uh, three years ago when he was drafted. First of all, I fist-pumped when he was drafted. Half Partially because it's Mr. Football Man. It's like, yay, football man. That's partially why. But also, I'm psyched just to... Every draft pick is a risk. Yeah. Every draft pick... Like, especially with a guy with character issues like Mixon had at the time. It was a risk. And I knew that, but I'm like, I'm psyched for this guy. It's paid off, so, I mean... Think about, think about if the Bengals had drafted Patrick Mahomes and Joe Mixon. Be a wild dash in either direction, I think, for for the news stories for that. Oh, yeah. Because the Bengals, they picked the pick before Patrick Mahomes in the 2017 draft, and they drafted John Ross. We'll get to him in a little bit. (laughs) For all intents and purposes, Mixon has redeemed himself. He's been insane on the field. He's been quiet and humble and diligent and hardworking off the field. So I think he deserves every single penny he's getting. Well, I mean, I think they're paying him to do a job, not for anything else. And he's doing that job, so, okay, I'm good. And he's not That's... really trouble. He's like a leader in the locker room. If he does anything stupid, then get rid of him. You know, exactly. Uh, That's what I said. If he fucks up once, because he has character issues, and the Bengals have fucked up like that in the past with, like, fucking Odell Thurman and kind of Chris Henry a little bit. <clears throat> But, yeah, either way, I mean, that's, again, that's kind of one of those things small market teams just kind of have to do. Yeah. Is take bigger risks on things like that because. Because Mike Brown didn't spend money for years, and all of a sudden in the offseason, he signed DJ Reader. He signed the now hurt Trey Waynes. He signed Mackenzie Alexander. He signed Von Bell, Xavier Suafilo. D- Did I say DJ Reader already? Well, I'm going to say him again. Yeah. DJ Reader. So. Well, you're spending fucking money, dude. <clears throat> and it's good to see. I mean, 
hopefully it works out well and this 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 season goes a little smoother than last. Because as of now, the Bengals are fully healthy. They're a fully healthy team. They're even more healthy than they were last year because they have Jonah Williams and AJ Green. Yeah, having a having a nice receiving core, I think that'll help Mixon out a lot. I think it'll... one of the top receiving cores in the league, and it's a hill I'm willing to die on. Because right now, it's deep. Yeah. Auden Tate is your fifth. That's filthy. That's good. That's, that's it's AJ as of right now. AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, John Ross, and Auden Tate. Alex Erickson's your sixth. He's a, he can be a backup slot guy to Boyd. Yeah, and. Uh, Damn good punt returner. So. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why they don't make John Ross punt returner. <clears throat> uh, it's 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 a certain skill set. Like there's guys that just because you're fast doesn't mean you're good at that. You know, I mean, look at guys who were. I mean, there there were guys like Josh Krebs wasn't super fast. He was agile and elusive. Yeah, he just he was good at that. Jacoby Jones. <clears throat> um. Terrence Copper, a few times he did it. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's a Antonio bunch of guys. Antonio Brown. That, yeah, there's just guys that are good at doing that. So, Alex Erickson has proven time and time again he's good at doing it. Let him do it. I'll, I'll take it. He's just, he's kind of the Cole Beasley of the team. Yeah, and. Uh, he's I mean, a scrappy slot guy. He won't, he's not going to be catching Hail Marys and putting up crazy stats, but he, he's going to do well. Yeah, and you need, I mean, every every position needs its workmen. Needs needs its, its needs that insurance guy. I don't know if Alex Erickson will get much playing time. The T Higgins pick, I, I I'm like kind of torn on. I love T Higgins so far, but it's it's basically AJ Green insurance. Well, I mean, but that's not a bad thing to have. No, it's AJ Green insurance. But if it works out, you've got five really good receivers, and arguably one of the, I mean. I know the Bengals went 2-14 last year, but one of the top receiving cores in the league. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone would argue that point other than... People who are, who see the Bengals' record and don't actually, like, pay attention to the roster. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the truth of the matter comes down to if you don't have an offensive line, it doesn't really matter how good you're... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh... Because they didn't have one last year because Jonah Williams was constantly hurt, or he was hurt the entire year, actually. But they're getting him back. It's like an extra first-round pick. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, you got... <clears throat> dude, I'm so... I mean, how do you, how do you feel about Burrow right now? Um, Has your answer changed in the last three months? No, no, no. I, I, again, I'm not anti-Burrow. It just is... You I'm haven't not, seen him play. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I just, the last three months was. Every time I've ever, like... Anytime I've seen people get really excited about somebody coming up, until they play and you see what they can do, there's just no telling. I'm hopeful. I'm I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely optimistic. But I don't... I'm not... You are cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I'm... I'm again, I'm just a... I'm a... I'm, a logic guy, you know. You gotta, yep. <clears throat> I gotta see the, I gotta see the function before I buy the hype. Yep, because you got a tough Chargers defense coming up in Week One. Yeah, and but, uh, it'll be a, and a, a, at least as healthy as it can be offensive line right now. So I mean, that's gonna be to me the biggest thing to watch is how the offensive line pulls together and the dies. offensive team, the offensive, the offensive team, sure, but the offensive line is like. Basically holds the entire offense together. 
the skill position players can do what they do. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, that's what, why Nixon got paid was even last year when everyone knew he was going to have the ball most of the time, he did well. So, so. It's like, it's, that's exactly how Christian McCaffrey's making his money. Yeah. It's like Christian, like Christian McCaffrey to me is the most unguardable player in the NFL. Like, no matter how much film you watch on Christian McCaffrey, he's still going to beat you. And he'll get paid for it. You know what I mean? Like, I think he, he either has or... Well, no, he'll continue to get paid for it, I guess, maybe is the... All right. Let's see. Uh, but so far, everything, all signs show that Burrow's doing well in training camp or in, you know, what we're calling a training camp this year. Yeah. It's not like... <clears throat> There's no preseason. You don't get, like, actual NFL speed. I mean, which sucks, but... Like I said, I'm being cautiously optimistic. I With Joe Burrow? Yeah. Because you, like, you... I'm not saying Joe Burrow's going to be Peyton Manning. Because Peyton Manning, the Colts went 3-13 and 13 his rookie year. He also had the best offensive line in football for most of his oh, career. Oh, yeah. He had fucking Jeff... Sa- he, was, he was fondling Jeff Saturday's taint for about 10 years. And that's a good place to be if you're an NFL quarterback. So Absolutely. I'm not going to hate on him for it, but... No, not at all. <clears throat> you want a good offensive line. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully the, the Bengals can pull together on the offensive uh, offensive line. And, you got to uh, hope that... Because they, they didn't draft a, a lineman until Adonijah in the sixth round. Yeah, and, uh, but I mean, you know, they got, they got some guys that are graded, are graded high and have potential, so... Uh, Trey Hopkins at center, Jonah Williams at tackle. You gotta hope Jonah Williams turns out to be. Yeah, he, I mean he's got all the potential in the world. He's got the skills to do it. But again, he's a football. I, one thing, I, the first thing I heard about him, he's a football obsessed guy. Yeah, so you hope that that translates. A hundred percent. And uh, I don't know until we see until we see what happens. I have to, you know, temper temper my expectations, but I. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for most of this. Yeah, because the week after you got the Browns, because you're going from like a tough um, Chargers defense to a defense that has Miles fucking Garrett on the D line. It's a that's a tall task for because Jordan Williams hasn't really played at NFL speed. Right, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot. And your of... second assignment ever is well, your first assignment is jo- holy fuck. Your first assignment is Joey Bosa. As your <coughs> as your blindside tackle, and your second matchup <coughs> is Miles Garrett. So maybe that's I mean maybe that's good. Maybe maybe starting off with the the stiff test is is gonna push these guys to like really. Oh yeah, because the Bengals are gonna play with a chip on their shoulder all year. Well, yeah, they have to. They, they I mean, it took Burrow, which everyone's got eyes on that. Oh, yeah, the entire world. And Joe Burrow does not seem phased at all, which I fucking love. I do like that, but I also I hate the amount of You're, it's like undue he, pressure that's being put. It, like the Joe Burrow is like here to save the city, pretty much. Yeah, which, I mean, look how many times that's worked out in Cleveland. But um, also... Tim Couch was the guy. Which, again, I will go to my grave saying Tim Couch wasn't a bust. Again, if you don't do the things you have to do to make a successful football team, you won't have a successful football team. Exactly, that's just what it is. And the Bengals so, need—I know they need to at least, at the very least, improve the line. Yeah, it would at be, least going into the twenty twenty one draft. 
I would have liked to have seen a little more. I'd like to see a little more attention paid to the offensive line, but I kind of get with what they had available in the He's draft. You got to hope that Suafilo pans out. Yeah, I mean, there's half that line. We're really kind of waiting to see what they do, and and if they play up to, if everyone plays up their potential, then yeah, we'll. Exactly. So we can go. You want to go through the fifty-three man roster? Um, this was updated uh, two days ago because of a couple of injuries to Trey Waynes and Shaq Calhoun. Quarterbacks, obviously Carson Palmer. <laughs> John Kitna's going to come back. <laughs> yep. Third stringer, um, third, st- third stringer Dave Krieg. Uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Blake is going to be the fourth string. Warren Moon's coming out every time. <laughs> Muhammad Sanu is coming back to the Bengals. He's going to play quarterback now. All right, first stringer Antoine Randall L. <laughs> In case you can't tell, the pie is hitting me. Um, the first string is going to be Joe Burrow. Backup is Ryan Finley. Yeah, which uh, even the practice squad kid looks pretty good, though. Brandon uh, Allen? Yeah. And uh, I liked Dolgala. He had a decent arm. Yeah. So I, I personally thought that... Dolgala had a better arm than Finley from what I saw. I think Finley's IQ, like football IQ, might be a little... Dude, his... So, Finley's confidence in the NFL, it has to be shot. After that three-game stretch? I don't know. I think think everyone knows, like, coming in... Like, what the Bengals' chip on their shoulder is. Yeah, I... We'll see. I, I, I really have so few things I can say because it's all, right now it's kind of, let's see what happens. Exactly. You know? We just got to see what happens and hope for the fucking best. Uh, uh, running backs? What were you going to say? I, was, I, I would love to see Burrow play the way he played that final college season Me throughout too. the whole thing. And, and the offensive line, everyone he's show gonna, up and He's going to make his rookie mistakes. Because <laughs> apparently... Um, Burrow apparently knows the offense down pat, which you fucking love to see. Yeah, that. Yeah, this city is like desperate for like something like in the in the good regard for football. It deserves it. No Super Bowls in over thirty years. It to me, Cincinnati is the most champ. It's the sit. It's the sports city most starved for a championship. Yeah, and again, I, I hate that curse of the small market team, but maybe they. Maybe they'll focus on keeping a coaching staff together for a little while. And yep. And not firing a guy after two or three <clears throat> bad games in a row. Yeah. Because Bengals fans are just so desperate. They think, like, a drastic change. It's like, fire fucking uh, McGillicuddy. Or... Well, to me, it's not even the, the firings. It's the everyone on the staff gets poached by other teams after every season. And it's... Yeah, Zimmer and Gruden. Yeah, I mean, and keep going back because every two years, someone get, you know half the staff gets poached by other teams, and yep, I don't blame them for moving to bigger markets. It's how you make more money. It's how you get better recognition. I, I get it, but it sucks. Yeah. Um, running backs: um, the newly rich Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, uh, Travion Williams, and Samaje Pirine. Because <laughs> Piran and Mixon were teammates in college. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they—I've read a few things where they're—they're pretty—they're pretty hyped on everybody in that. Yeah. As um, 
Travion Williams was apparently like a really solid prospect, but I think injuries and Rodney Anderson was kind of the, the same way too. But I think he got hurt and was just like, "Fucking screw you, you're out." What you got to do? But <coughs> yeah, apparently, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Allergies and throwing hay at work gets a. <coughs> oh yeah, that'll do it. Uh, wide receivers, you got Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, Alex Erickson, T. Higgins, John Ross, and Auden Tate and Mike Thomas. That's deep. Yeah, even Mike Thomas. Like there were other teams that had interest, so that's not you know I mean that's not a bad look for a guy that's that far down the and depth D- chart. And like and DJ Reader, he had interest from other teams. Now he's a Bengal. Yeah. So again, I hate to keep going back to the same thing, but. Gotta see it. Gotta see how we're going. And you know what you can do this Sunday? What can I do? You can see it. I can see it. (laughs) I can see it. If it's not blacked out. Um, I don't think they can this year. If they can, that's such bullshit. Hey, not enough fans are showing showing up to the games. We can't go. I don't care. We don't want to die. We can't let you see the game in person. We can't let you watch it on TV. Here, we'll just have someone shout extra, extra, read all about it, and they're going to give you the final score, and you're going to be pissed. <laughs> no, uh, this will be an interesting season for sure. It will. Uh, tight ends, CJ Uzama, Drew Sample, and Seathan Carter. Um, Sample looked really, 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 like, he looked like he's got a lot of upside. Because apparently when he, was, when he was drafted out of college, he was mainly like a blocking tight end, wasn't yeah. he? He might have been teammates with John Ross for a season or two. <clears throat> but, I mean, the the tape so far out of everything, he's looked... Great. It looks like he's adapting really well to... I think he might be like that kind of Ryan Hewitt. Okay. Like, halfback. Kind of the H-back? Yeah. H-back tight end. I think he's got that potential to, like... He does great on, like... Outside running plays and stuff like being that outside seal blocker, and so he does great with that. And he's actually doing well with the even the routes and the catching and stuff, which is something he just didn't have to do a lot of. Yep. But everyone's pretty impressed with how well he's doing with it so far. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. It will be, and I can't wait because <clears throat> you because they used a second round pick on Drew Sample. So it'll be. Uh, I'd like to see him show up, <clears throat> kind of like that. Ryan Hewitt style because yep. he's he's got that you know he's a big body dude he's kind of like a Vance McDonald kind of guy almost like a um, Witten yeah yeah that's I think a great that's a more like that that build. he's the big body he's not the fastest guy he's not Gronk no but he's because Gronk is just a big fuck he's Gronk is the biggest Gronk is the tallest guy on any field yeah for most part I mean but but Witten's like a fucking beefy dude yeah and I think that's more. What we're looking at with Sample is, is, is a bigger body dude who can block well. If he runs and to get it, you a five yard yeah. touchdown when you need it. Well, yeah. If, if if you know if it's third and two, that guy's gonna move forward two two yards. Yeah. Oh, like a Rudy Johnson. Yeah. End. I'm just saying, like a, a cornerback's not gonna keep him from moving two yards. Yeah. Oh, not at all. So that's that's why I went with like the Witten comparison more than like a. Yeah. Because he's got that, he's got. He also has that like long arm kind of build, yeah. like a Jimmy Graham kind of like that long arm grabby kind of guy. But he's bigger, like a Tommy Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's, that's actually a better 
he's got those long arms, but he's like, he's got the the body to go with it. Whereas yep. if you need to gram to block something for you, you're hoping he gets a safety, not a corner. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I really, I'd like to see him play up to his potential. Uh, he, I think he's got a lot of upside, and I think he's one of those guys a lot of teams just didn't. You know, there wasn't a lot of tape of him catching passes and running routes and whatever. So I get so what Zach Taylor designed him to do. Right, I get I get a lot of teams not, you know, chomping at the bit to grab him, but with what we've seen out of him so far, it it, it looks like he might do. Better at that than anyone expected. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive lineman, Billy Price, Hakeem Adeniji, Trey Hopkins, Shaq Calhoun, who is hurt now, uh, and Fred Johnson, uh, Xavier Suafilo, Michael Jordan, Bobby Hart, and Jonah Williams. Bobby Hart's another one of those guys that I think <clears throat> they've kind of said he's he's almost a little overperformed for what they expected. He, uh, he he gets a lot of flag as, like, one of the worst linemen in the league, though. Right, but I, I think, again, just going to what little bit I've been able to see from what they've released, it seems like he's, like, he he physically looks a little different. Like, he looks like he's, like, <clears throat> slimmed down a little bit, like. Yeah, like a guard build. <clears throat> yeah, he definitely looks like he's uh, he's maybe taking his fitness stuff a little more serious. Yeah. He's not trying to be like fucking Andre Smith. Yeah. He's but, trying to be Bobby Hart. Yeah. He was like also uh, a huge like homophobe I found out this offseason. Did not know that? Oh, man. There was some crazy shit that came out about Bobby Hart. I'll have to look it up for a future episode and I'll shit on Bobby Hart then because... <laughs> I completely forget what he said, but he sucks. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, Good to know. I think the X factor is um, Mike, Michael Jordan's an X factor. He was a solid guard last year. He didn't. He did okay. I think the real X factor though is Jonah Williams. Yeah, I mean Jonah's Jonah Williams has been Jonah Hill. <laughs> like you saw him, and he was. Just, I mean, I, again, all I have to go off is like the little bit of film you can find, and the, the, but he was a lot pudgier at the start of this than he is now. So yeah, well, probably I'm, because he was re- rehabbing from a torn ACL. I'm hoping maybe that or whatever it was. Yeah, it, it, he definitely looks like another guy that's like gotten in much better shape. Yeah, and like he can, he's <clears throat> not like your typical like I'm gonna stuff the lane. Offensive tackle, not like you're, not like if fucking Vince Wilfork was an offensive lineman. Yeah, I mean, but they, you know, they said he's got good hands and good feet, and he. So let's, again, I, I keep going back to it. Let's see, let's see, let's, let's see what happens because so many of the guys have real potential. And I mean, Chip. And and all the guys, the, the, the Hopkins has potential. Suafilo, he's very solid. We <clears throat> saw for the Texans for a while. Well, I'm just saying, like all the all the guys that get drafted, like I, I have to say, like the Bengals do such a good job every year. Like I don't think you've seen them have anything below like a B grade for. Oh yeah, in a draft for what 15 fucking years now. Yeah. Like, so they pick up guys with a lot of potential, and it's just. 
Like, they did that with the linebackers this year. We'll get to them in a little bit. That'll um, be another... Ooh. Yep. Uh, defensive linemen. Mike Daniels, Carlos Dunlap, Sam Hubbard, Khalid Kareem, Carl Lawson, DJ Reader, Geno Atkins, Andrew Brown, and Christian Covington. Geno's questionable for this week. He is. So... Because, like I, I've I've said this for the past two years, Gino and Dunlap aren't going to last forever. No, but god damn, do they do a good job when they're there. They do! They've been, like, if the Bengals had a ring of honor, I'd put them both on. Yeah, they're, I mean, you can't, you can't take away from either one of those guys. Just Nothing. on stats, they're... They've done service for the Bengals for so long, and they've done it so consistently and so well... Like, you can't shit on them when they're 34. Yeah, so... It's gotten to the point where they're just on tenure. But they keep, <laughs> they keep performing and performing well, so hopefully this season will let them help the other guys kind of get in line with, with everything. And Yeah, and you got to hope that the, the DJ Reader signing is worth it, because that was, our, I think, our biggest offseason acquisition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And But, again, that's a guy who's proven himself and... and he proved like he's proved himself to the Texans. He proved himself to get a four-year, fifty-two million-dollar contract. That's fucking good. Yeah, he got here, and everyone liked, loved what they saw. So, yeah. And um, DJ Reader believed in the Bengals, and he believed in Zach Taylor enough because Zach Taylor is—he's at least a good convincer. Yeah. He's he, a very convincing man. And he's a very confident man. And he should be. He's done well. So nothing rattles I mean, him. Nothing. Nothing last year, but you know. Yes. Other than that, he, he's he's. He's earned the chance. Yes. Uh, linebackers, Marcus Bailey, Jordan Evans, Josh Bynes, Akeem Davis-Gaither, uh, Jermaine Pratt, and Logan Wilson. Bynes is one of those ones I'm having a hard time with what I've seen Apparently so far. Apparently he's a captain now. <clears throat> right. I get that they like what they're seeing, but he just seems... He seems a step slow to me. Okay. But I haven't seen him play, you know. I haven't seen him play enough either. But, but. just just on the, again, like, I, I really did try to dig through because I knew we would be doing the podcast all season. and Yeah. I tried to dig through as much of the film <clears throat> as I could get my hands on. And, yeah. And, but he, I don't know, he almost looks a, a step slow to me, but. Yep. They they seem to really like him. And like you said, you know, supposed to be a captain this year, I believe. Yep. So. I'll announce the captains later. Announce as if the Bengals fucking gave it to me. No, they didn't. I'm just a dipshit comedian. Um, But I like the linebacker core. Jermaine Pratt, he did basically everything the Bengals asked him to do last year. He's yep. everything the bank, that the Bengals wanted, and he's everything they got. Like, the Bengals got pretty much all they could out of Jermaine Pratt. And you got to hope Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gaither are going to pan out. Because Wilson's, like, kind of the run-stopper guy. And isn't Gaither, like, kind of the speedy guy? Yeah, I think he's... Well, I mean, he can definitely drop and do coverage. Like, yeah. that's, that's what he's done for yep. a lot of his career. It's kind of like that cover-the-middle route. You know, cover-the-slot receiver. Yep. So, he can. I mean, he can do coverage. Um... I think the comparison they made, I think just because he was a Bengal, was like the Dahani Jones kind of, you know, big enough to stop, big enough to stop the run, but 
fleet enough afoot to to cover, you know, the the, the slot guys and the tight ends. So. Yep. Uh, defensive backs: Mackenzie Alexander, Tony Brown, Tory McTire, William Jackson, Darius Phillips, Lashawn Sims, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Sean Williams, Brandon Wilson. Phillips has looked really good. I remember when he was drafted out of college, he was like a fifth-round pick out of either Western Michigan or Central Michigan. His highlight reel was nasty. Yeah, and he's he's looked really good with... He's a possible return guy. Yeah, and you want to see him go back to that form of, you know, trying to snatch passes out of the air. and, and Yeah. Yeah, again, I... I I feel like all I keep saying is we'll see, but uh, yeah, we'll one. see. And you can Vaughn, only, I mean, so, looks solid. It, it's a lot of potential, but got to see how they mesh it all together. Yep. And uh, it's like we announce every year since 1972: kicker Randy Bullock, punter Kevin Huber, and, and uh, long snapper Clark Harrison <clears throat> for good measure. Clark Harrison has beautiful hair. He does have. Beautiful hair. Yeah, me and him uh, were sitting beside each other in an MMA event that I was at. No shit, yeah, really. Yeah. And both of us have the the long hair and are big dudes. And people uh, people uh, thought I was like with him. How'd you know he was Clark Harris? Because uh, I was talking to him. Oh, and he's just like, oh, I, I play for the Bengals. Um, I think I said you look familiar or something. I, I don't whatever. Like, yeah, you're sitting at an event and it was one where I wasn't cornering any fights or anything so I was just sitting there and I'm right in the front so I think all the people in the front kind of usually are given their tickets yep so you kind of have to wonder like how did you end up in this seat (laughs) so you know I mean you kind of you kind of interact with the people around you in that situation because I don't know if you've ever been to live MMA fights but there's usually I don't think I ever have it's usually like a 20, 15, 20 minute downtime in between fights. And I want to post-pandemic. So, yeah, I, 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 I can get tickets to anything you want, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> tickets to the World Series this year. I'm at an MMA, man. Okay, I know. But I'm yeah, about your hit-the-ball-with-a-stick game. I, don't, I got nothing on that. Uh, besides that one of the Chargers players' names is Easton Stick. That's a literal baseball bat. Yeah. Easton Stick. We're not going to get to him. That's just literally all I wanted to say. Um, so a couple things. Do you have a... Alright, uh, yeah. We'll do it. Um, Lloyd is going to pizzle while I um, talk about Manscaped. He's gonna use his wiener. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about shaving. How's that sound, Lloyd? Sounds smooth. Smooth as butter. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Hey, Lloyd. I have a question for you when you get back. Because uh, we're going to talk about the, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. 
The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat, unless it's a boat in Lake Travis, right? Burned. They also just released the Shears 2.0 Nail Kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Lloyd, when was the last time you shaved your balls? Uh, a while. It's been a while for me. You know there's like a treatment where you can like get it like laser hair removed? Yeah, when you're putting lasers in my dick, bro. Yeah. I mean, they fucking hurt. I, I mean, there's a lot of things I'll do in life, and, uh, you know, I, I got I got, I got snipped. I got, uh, let's keep lasers away from mine. Yeah, we'll just go with the, the manscaped. I'm going uh, to have to get me one of those lawnmowers, though. I'm going uh, to have to start shaving soon, because... Because of all the things I do in the shower, that seems way more productive. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to probably have to start... You, I'm going to have to start shaving soon, because I got women to impress, but you didn't need to know that. Uh... <clears throat> The Shears, uh, they also just released the Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to the lawn mower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, round, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nailed file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass. And it'll help keep it nice and smooth so the Sunday gravy just runs right off. Oh, the Sunday gravy. Yeah, I fucking hate swamp ass. Yeah, this will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having a... That's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code ARMCHAIR. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. So our friends, uh, first of all, I'm going to segue into this. Uh, our friends are Armchair All-Americans. Shout out, Armchair. Armchair. Thank you, guys. Thank love you. you. We love you, Andrew Stevens. We love you. Uh, our friends are the new Nasty Boys. Our friends um, pretty much everywhere, man. They're doing podcasts all over. I, I should listen to one sometime besides ours <laughs> and the new Nasty Boys. Um, so our friends at Armchair All-Americans are having a uh, contest among all the podcast hosts. Where oh, boy. Um, you uh, pick five games in the NFL seat, or uh, each, it's like a pick'em league. Yeah. So, uh, we're gonna, um, I'm gonna enter it. I just, I just emailed Andrew Stevens a few hours ago. He said that, yeah, I can totally enter it. Open that up, you pussy. There you go. Here's <laughs> how stoned I am. I tried to look up the schedule and Googled NFL league. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is doing good, guys. He's, I'm uh, doing well. Better than last time I tried to record an episode, but pretty well. Yeah, yeah, last one was, uh, it wasn't great, but it was, yeah, there were, there were technical take issues. Take the L. And... Uh, so my five, uh, so my five guarantees this week, Chiefs beat the Texans, um, Bills beat the Jets, Eagles beat the football team, the Washington football team, 
Ravens beat the Browns, and Colts beat the Jaguars. Would you like to gander? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to start off with Bengals beat the Chargers. Okay. Yeah. I'm a betting man. I'm going to say um, I'm going to go with you on Ravens over Browns. I'm going to go with you on Eagles over Washington. And I'm for sure going to go with you on Bills over Jets. And then uh, I'm going to say the Falcons take the Seahawks. That's a gutsy call, dude. I, I, I like what I'm seeing right now. So You like what you're seeing right now? <clears throat> maybe, maybe, I, uh, maybe I get proven wrong, but no, no risk, no reward, right? Yep. Um, yeah, so you made those picks, and <clears throat> we forgot to get the, bet, the, the rest of the bet online thing. Because it's fun. It's fun picking games, man. I fucking do it yeah. all the time. I do FanDuel all the time. I, I kind of do DraftKings. I do I do bet online. Yeah. Bet online. Bet online. Dot AG. Dot AG. Remember the AG. Uh, yep. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still bet. You can still be in on the action at He's Bet Online. Double read this. Uh, <laughs> what? You already read this at the beginning. Again. I know. Okay. Uh, we do it twice. Uh, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, just a tip from me. What did um, I do? No, no, no. I'm saying for the for the listeners. Okay. Um, you know how sometimes you'll you'll watch the Bengals game at 1 and then there's that second game you don't really care about. I care about it for fantasy purposes. Well, I'm just saying, but, you know, you don't you're not invested in who wins so much. You might you might have fantasy players in there or whatever, but you want to make that game twice as fun. Put 25 bucks on it. Yeah. Twenty five bucks isn't gonna isn't gonna ruin your week, but it. I'd pay twenty five bucks to go to a three hour show I wanted to see or a yeah you know easily easily twenty five dollars worth three hours of entertainment, and you can make any game way more entertaining. Easily, just e- you just could make uh, curling interesting. Right. So I don't. You guys have heard me talk about baseball. Last year, a friend of mine had a thing where he set it up for a charity where you bet on baseball games, and then, you know, the the winner got to d- divide between charities how they saw it. Yep. I don't give a shit about baseball. I watched, like, four baseball games last year just because I had bet on them for this charity thing. Okay. And they were actually almost exciting. <laughs> I, uh, I've bet on a handful of uh, fights. Okay. Like fight cards, and damn, I already love watching them. But when you up the stakes with even, you know, I mean, a lot of the fights I'm betting like literally 10, 25 bucks. I do it with FanDuel all the time because, like, I pick a team, and I am f- last year I fist pumped when Sammy Watkins got a touchdown. I don't give a shit about the Chiefs if I don't have money on them. I especially don't want to give a shit about Sammy Watkins. Right, but it's it's just a way to up. It ups the stakes, which makes it so much more interesting. Even, even if it's not like you don't, you're not gonna be terribly upset if you lose twenty five bucks. No, but if you win fifty, 
you're pretty excited. Yeah. Just because you like to win. Yeah. It it takes a game that <clears throat> you know you're 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 gonna watch anyway and have fun watching, and it just makes it that much better. That's why I try to bet on like when I do a FanDuel fantasy team, I do like four o'clock games as well because I want to watch month or I want to watch. I literally no matter what I do because I have fantasy. I have fantasy lines on it. But, like, I'll watch the 1 p.m. game. I will watch the 4 p.m. game. I will watch the Sunday night game. Fucking easily. One of my, my favorite plays to traditionally watch Sunday night football is the fucking Bell of the Bear. Yeah. Great it's a place perfect to... place to do it. Sean, Sean Tender, you can, I talk football with him all the fucking time. <clears throat> I talk MMA with him all the time. Oh, man. You, we both get our fix, man. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, just what a great bar. I mean, it's, just. It's the bar I have been in the most in my life. It's across town from me, which is usually a, you know, I mean, if you want me to go anywhere outside of Northside, good luck. <laughs> but if you invite me to the Bell and the Bear, I'll probably show up. Yeah. I just, I like that place. It's, you know, Karis it's, is it, the best. I love, dude, so Karis, um, <clears throat> she smacked me on the ass at a, the, uh, at the Go Bananas parking lot show. And I almost didn't return them like, wait a minute, no, you can't do that. Yeah, she will fuck you up, son. Believe it or not, she said, they're butts, I don't care. She's the best. She's But Karis is the kind of person like if you're on her bad side, she will fucking ruin your life. But she's She's uh, such an angel. She I is her. the exact person you want to run a bar. Yeah. Like she, that's she's so good at that skill set. I hate to say this, <clears throat> but considering I was there so much. McLeavy's was a shithole. I loved it for the for what it was. For exactly what it was. But what they've done with it now, I it's mean, un, I don't even remember McLeavy's. It's 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 such the a bell and the bear is like it is it, it that's what it is to me now. It's what a bar should be it, it, to me. It's 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 got a bit of the dive feel. And the that, dive and, field comes from, like, where it, it's located. Well, no, no, no. I mean, just, like, in the way everyone interacts, it doesn't have that, like, at arm's length of, like, a lot of the Mount Adams kind of... Yeah. The Mount Lookout, the, the Montgomery. <clears throat> yeah. Like, fucking where, Blue Ash Folk. Where you, everything's standoff. Like, you can talk to anyone there. Like, yeah. everyone that's there is fun. They're, They're fun just, people. They've You'll cultivated see. the right crowd and have made a good... Fun, it's like they're safe the no bar. The Vanessa, fucking mm. Sean Early, Billy Mueller. These are people like they are a presence in the bar, and if you are a good person, they're like they're basically the gatekeepers of the Bell and the Bear. Which I mean, every bar needs that. Yeah, I think. I think that'd be perfect. <clears throat> it's like if you don't know anyone else, you know us. You can go there by yourself, <clears throat> and you'll end up. End conversations with people and talking to you. Know I mean, like it's it's called yeah, a safe, place. fun place. Like I'm a big dude, and I don't know how many of you guys know this, but big guys have problems with bars because <laughs> there's always some five foot four guy who's had one too many that yep. sees the big guy come in and it, f- for no reason, just like I'll <clears throat> fuck you up and. I've had that happen exactly once there, and Karis came over and was just like, dissolved it in seconds. She rules. She was like, hey, hold on, let me get you a drink, man. Come over here, blah, blah, blah. Like, just took the guy just right out of my way, didn't... I mean, that was a guy who came there to pick a fight. Yep. 
And she you want to take saw this it. outside, bro? <clears throat> you want to take this outside, bro? And I'm looking at him like, I mean, you're barely above my belly button. This is going to end really bad for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, not, not to sound cocky or arrogant or whatever, but I've, I've done a lot of kickboxing and jiu-jitsu. And yeah. I'm confident in how that pans out for me. Yes. To the point where I don't ever want to be in a fight. Ever. Yeah. I don't have anything left to prove. I don't have it. So this guy coming at me, I I walked in and I don't remember the other bartender, but she was like, hey, I'm sorry about that. Christine, probably? I I honestly don't remember. Okay. It was just just right as Bell and Bear started, so I don't don't remember who was there at that time. But uh, it was just one of those... The bartender was like, hey, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And Karis just came over and dissolved the situation, just gave the guy a free drink and, and distracted him and took him off to the side. And that means the world to me. She knows her shit. <clears throat> and that's why I always say she is the exact person you want running a place. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> so I was going to get to this earlier. Uh, before we roast the Chargers, Lloyd uh, had suggested numerous times that we roast the Bengals at some point. That might be like a Patreon thing. I think that's always a... It's just like that... that guilty they're, they're the pleasure. elephant in the room. Well, it's that guilty pleasure thought of like... Yeah. I spent... You know, we all... We, we, you know, we put time into writing these... Burns. Burns, and... I, I, I would like this season a lot more for us to uh, cultivate the fans sitting yep. in. So if you're listening now... Yes. I'll be, I'll be doing the thing on my Instagram. You can follow me at Big Shubes. I did this today, and I'm going to read a couple. Um, I put out a player. I'm going to put out a player every week on my personal Instagram page, and say, "Hey, roast this guy." And you can send in your burns, Big Big Shubes, B I G S C H U B E S on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me, and I will post a picture like I did with this week with Dan Feeney. That we will get to. And uh, let's uh, maybe let's uh, let's take the. The podcast Instagram, or, or at least give out an email where people yeah. can send in their burns. It's uh, the Instagram is <clears throat> fu, the letter f, the letter u, the letter f, the letter u. Then we like the Bengals. Uh, fuwlt Bengals at gmail.com. You can send in burns there. You can send in burns to me. You can send in burns to Lloyd. You can send them to our producer, uh, Afred. Who the, is Afred? A name? That's all star. I mean, it is now. Yeah. Our producer, our friend. What's up, our friend? So uh, he's yeah. our friend. Throughout the season, we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna try and get with Alex, and we'll work on uh, maybe even posting some pictures of the more roastable players. Yep. From the teams. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I would. I would love to hear from you guys. I want to. Yep. I want to. I want you guys to. This. It's one of the things that got me hooked on this podcast back when. Alex Stone and Sam Evans hosted it. Yeah, I used to send in burns, and every once in a while I'd get like a little reply, like, that was good. <laughs> and I respect those guys as comics and, and as human beings, and it, it was fun to interact. So I'd like to cultivate yeah. a little more of that if we can. All right. So what I was getting at was, um, you said we, we should roast the bangles. Yes. So I actually found a way to do that in a way. Um, because I've said, I've talked about this column many times. It'll be on the website uh, Defector this year. Drew McGarry, one of my favorite internet journalists, he's 
unbelievably cool. I, I mean, I haven't met him, but he's like the fucking shit. Uh, he writes a yearly column called "Why Your Team Sucks." It's real good. How I, I'm, I read like fuck. I read shit from like the Vikings 2015. Yeah, after you mentioned it on uh, one of the other episodes, I went back and looked at it and had a blast. It, it's, it's so fucking. It's a lot fun. of fun. Because <laughs> I've said this numerous times. The amount of self-hatred that football fans have about their own teams. Oh, there, there was one, uh, <clears throat> I think it was an Arizona Cardinals one. And uh, he just posted like three or four headlines in his comment <laughs> about the team. And he was like, God is dead and we killed him. <laughs> and I legit remember, I laughed out loud when I read it. Because it, <laughs> it, was, it was just four comments, or like four headlines of just mayhem. Of, like, wild shit that happened with the team that year. Yep. And he was just like, God is dead, and we killed him. <laughs> one of my favorites was uh, some, it was like the 2018 Browns one. I'm laughing right now because I'm stoned as fuck. But, it's all right, uh, you got this. We got this. Uh, so 2018, I'll have to pull up this picture. Uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, it was the year Baker Mayfield got drafted. And someone posted that um, screenshot of ESPN. I'll find it real quick. There it is. So it's a picture of Baker Mayfield being drafted. And look at that text message. <laughs> it's a, there's a text message that pops up on the screen. It says, from, it says, from mom... And then just, fuck. <laughs> it made me laugh so fucking hard. But Why Your Team Sucks is, like, my favorite thing in the world. It's my favorite column, and I actually submitted to it this year, because they have a section called, um, Let's Hear From The Fans. Well, let's hear it then. Don't take any of this shit personally. Our fan base is the dumbest fan base in football. Like... Sincerely, would you agree, Lloyd? I mean, not you guys, but a lot of like Bengals Facebook fans. Yeah, not our listeners. Our listeners are informed properly. Some of the most intelligent and beautiful people in the world. Um, Blint, I know, is a frequent listener. Joel King, I know, is a frequent listener. Um, but yeah, the ones that are from like fucking Brown County. Yeah. The dumbass Earl shit. The Adams shit County. Oh yeah. Cousin fuckers are yeah. They're uh, they're, they're they're rough. Yep. I don't know if you've uh, looked at a comment section of anything having to do with the Bengals, but uh, there yeah, is they're just still a, pissed about Achilles Smith. There's just a hurricane of horribly spelled <laughs> eighty five misspellings of Burrow. Yeah. It, um, so anyway, our fan base is one of the dumbest in football. There was a time last year. And a very serious one that Hootay Nation thought Ryan goddamn motherfucking Finley was going to be the savior quarterback of the franchise. They were like, but he did so well in the preseason. Yeah, dipshit. That's easy when you're throwing to fifth string wide receivers who are being guarded by 82nd string cornerbacks. (laughs) Nice. The guy that Bengals fans thought could save the franchise went 0-3 in three starts before Zach Taylor put him and us out of our misery. 
the most exciting moment from the games he played in was when Lamar Jackson juked two guys at once. <laughs> I love that line very much. That was a well-written one. I like it. And now, enter Joe Burrow. A guy who Bengals fans think is Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Jesus Christ wrapped into one person. He could be great, but he could also be Akili Smith. If the Bengals receiver core is fully healthy, which I'm willing to bet all $46 in my bank account that they won't be, then Burrow could thrive. If he doesn't, Bengals fans will be on every Facebook thread begging Zach Taylor to give Jake Dolgalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
run a car ra- car crash, <laughs> and all of the personality, talent, or anything interesting was left at the scene of the crime. <laughs> um, this is also one of my favorite stories ever. Um, so when Spanis moved the Chargers out of L.A., a bunch of Chargers fans like hired like planes and shit and put banners on them saying just like Spanos calling Dean Spanos a piece of shit. Did you ever see that? Yes. Oh, it's so good. I also like that uh, he's from Stockton, California, or at least lived in Stockton at some point. Um, there's two MMA fighters, the Diaz brothers, from Stockton, California, and at one point he tweeted something, or maybe, no, I think it was an Instagram post. But he said something about one of the Diaz brothers, and it was like, "Bitch, we don't know you," and it was the best response. It could, like they're like, "No, we're not. You don't get to be on our team." Like <laughs> they divorced themselves from him so immediately. <clears throat> All right, so I think this is hilarious. Not just that story, but many fans are angry at Dean Spanos after he screwed the city of San Diego over. Uh, so some of them flew banners on planes over Chargers games that shouted their anger at him. This is, this is not a punchline. This is true. Spanos then requested the FAA to ban the planes, and the FAA fucking said no. That's amazing. Well, they do have a headquarters in San Diego, so that does make sense. <laughs> why do I know that? I don't know why I know that, but I know that I'm not wrong. Yep. Uh, Dean Spanos controversially <coughs> moved the Chargers to L.A. before the 17th season, and apparently he forgot to bring the rest of his hairline with him. <laughs> He's got Bob Odenkirk's hairline and uh, dead Bob Odenkirk's personality. Man, that just oh, that just looks like Chris Berman's trying to audition for that fucking camera girl's pussy. I'm very stoned right now. I just came up with that on the spot. Uh, GM Tom Telesco. He looks like the world's youngest New Balance model. What the fuck kind of last name is Telesco? It's like somebody forgot how to spell telescope. (laughs) Also, I'm going to say, I think he's the shittiest Jimmy Fallon character that's been made so far. (laughs) Um, This is one of the dumbest jokes I've written in a while. Uh, Tom Telesco... (laughs) I hope he just. I hope he doesn't cheer for LA by saying Telesco Chargers. <laughs> I I hope you wrote that after you ate the edible. Yeah, no, before. Okay, well, I mean, we can lie. I wrote it like last week. Were you <laughs> eating an edible then? No, okay. and you looked horrified. I mean, I'd go with disappointed. But- <laughs> It's all right. I still love you. I still love you, Alex. Oh, I love you too, Lloyd Johnson. But he does look like a, a shitty. He really does Fallon. look like a shitty, like early, early two thousands or no, like, like right after he got sober, Jimmy Fallon. Let's put sober in quotation marks. Yes, he's a notorious. He looks like a slightly less coked up Jimmy Fallon. Yep. Uh, that. Was not what I was supposed to click. Coaching. Ahead, coach Anthony Lynn, who looks like the guy at the pickup basketball game whose shorts are way too high. (laughs) Uh, He looks like a mini Magic Johnson, or perhaps a card trick Johnson, or maybe a got your nose Johnson. I'm disappointed in you. (laughs)
Hey, no, no, no. You don't get to say what you just said and then be just Telasco Chargers. Um, he also gave the shittiest speech ever to his players. Oh, he was like, God. I can't promise you won't get infected. I got infected. If you guys don't know, he, he, he tested, tested positive. positive for being a douchebag. And uh, I guess that fuck it attitude comes from a guy who got crushed in a hit and run in 2005. Um... I don't know if you guys know this. He was out with uh, Todd Haney, I believe, getting pizza after a game. Okay. Got hit by a, a car. Had, uh, <clears throat> uh, he had two collapsed lungs. Had four facial surgeries. One knee surgery, one shoulder surgery. And suffered temporary paralysis in his legs. And then went back to work two weeks later. That's nuts. This dude doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> You love like, to see that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, like as much as I want to make fun of him for so many things, that's a baller move. It is literally coming back in a wheelchair, not knowing if you're going to walk again or not. Like fuck it, I got to go to work. Yep. That's a, that gives you that fucking kind of attitude about about kind of guys like that. Yeah. Quarterback. Uh, the way you correctly pronounce his name is Tyrod Taylor, but for all intents and purposes, I think it sounds cooler myself, but uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod Taylor has been um, has been the heir apparent to the throne, has been the heir to the throne. Or no, he's given up the throne to Josh <laughs> Allen, and holy fuck, I did not write that right. <laughs> he didn't, but it's alright. We love it, we love it. Uh, Tyrod Taylor has lost the starting <coughs> quarterback job to Josh Allen in Buffalo, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, and later on this season, Justin Herbert in L.A. You know what they say, once you go black, you never go back, unless that black plays at Tyrod Taylor's level. <laughs> now, Tyrod Taylor looks like Crab Man from uh, My Name is Earl. If instead of making crabs, he was just a middle-of-the-pack quarterback that has gotten more chances than he deserves. <laughs> um, but if you go by what ESPN says, ESPN says... Taylor's game is built on minimizing turnovers and his ability to have accuracy in hitting his targets. Not the first time not the first time a guy from Virginia Tech has been good at hitting his targets. <laughs> Boom! Virginia Tech master <laughs> joke. Going dark. I like uh, it. Sung Hee Cho. I think that's what his name was. Cho Sung Hui. So that was my uh that was my That was so weird segue. That's the first school shooting that I remember. Like oh shit! I keep shit, forgetting like, you're twelve. <laughs> that's the first uh, like school shooting that I remember having. Like I don't remember Columbine. That's I the like first that I just like, got oh, to throw shit. out a Virginia Tech massacre joke, and it just I was just glossed it. <laughs> it I did. I thought I gave it a reaction. <clears throat> I, I, that was my uh, that was my offensive joke for the week. I got a couple of those. Um, Tyron Taylor is known as a journeyman quarterback meaning he goes on the field and takes a journey back to the sideline three plays later. <laughs> I tweeted that one this week on the Twitter, right, at F-U-W-L-T-Bangles, uh, on uh, the Twatter. He has that uh, that old dirty bastard vibe where... Yeah! Where you, you feel like you shouldn't like him, but you kind of do just because... He, I mean, he keeps tra- he's trying hard. He's trying hard. He's been around for a while. He's only thirty-one. He's ten years deep into the fucking league, and he's you know he's still getting chances. So yeah, he's still getting. He's going to be that journeyman quarterback for a while. I mean, because apparently the heir to his throne 
Justin, do you know who my dad is? Herbert. Uh, I also sent that burn in to uh, um, Wire Team Socks. Because you can just roast the players. Yeah. Justin Herbert uh, has, has made a comment that he looks like, or people have said he looks like Brad Pitt. But they also say he plays like straight shit. <laughs> um, Justin Herbert linked an endorsement deal with Head and Shoulders, not because of his hair, but because those are the two body parts of his that'll be broken in half thanks to his horrid offensive line. <laughs> uh, Justin Herbert looks like he had a uh, Freedom for Brock Turner T-shirt made. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's getting like Epstein killed himself t didn't kill himself t shirts or No 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 he's not that up on things. He's just uh he's, he knows he what just likes the white guy. He 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 seems like the kind of guy who knows what it's like to touch a girl that's passed out behind a dumpster. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if that were me, I would lock it. No, you well that's assault. Still. Don't use your own don't use your own desires to justify someone else's I just had an epiphany there. Just because no one's ever liked what you've done to them doesn't mean that. I, uh, man, I meant him, not you. But I yeah. like that you took that personally. <laughs> running back, uh, running back, Austin Eckler. Uh, holy shit, he has a tiny little head. It's upsetting. <laughs> like I, there's very few people when I see him and I like. I genuinely feel bad for this dude because he's got so many pictures of him trying to show off how ripped he is. Yes. And how cut he is. And the bigger his body gets, the smaller that little pea-sized dome looks. (laughs) And if you've ever heard him talk... He talks like he has that size of a head. He is not a bright fella. (laughs) He says he's not confident the 2020 season will even happen. He's not confident in the entire system because this disease is so contagious. But he's going to play anyway. And if this see if, if if how he says that seems conflicting to you, that's because he's really dumb. <laughs> because his head is so small, it can only house the brain the size of a condor's. So it can only have <laughs> thoughts as simple as "But I'm going to do it." Oh my god. <laughs> Austin Eckler's head is so tiny, he'll end his career with a lowercase CTE. (laughs) (coughs) I like that one a lot. I can tell by by your smoke cough. Yeah. Wide receiver. Keenan Allen, this walking torn ACL. (laughs) Keenan Allen looks like a post-hibernation Austin Eckler. Keenan Allen, like, I don't, how do you even, what can I say to burn this dude when Mike Evans and Chris Goodwin already just torched him on Twitter? You're not even on my level, bro. I did what did he, what did he say? I missed it. He went on a Twitter, what I can only call a Twitter tantrum. Keenan Allen did? Yes, saying oh, that he's boy. better than, you know, uh, 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 Mike Evans, Chris Goodwin. Uh, Chris Godwin? Godwin, sorry. He, he, actually he said Goodwin. Oh, what a douche. He spelled his last name wrong and tagged the wrong person in the post. He put Goodwin, not Godwin. Um, And then they clowned him for misspelling the name. And then Mike Evans was like, you're you're not even on my level, bro. 
That's how confident he was in saying that, that he got to end it with a bro. That's Mike Evans has been solid for years. Um, I also said Keenan Allen looks like LeVar Ball if his three sons were aspiring SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> uh, he looks like Carl Winslow's least successful nephew. <laughs> I used to love the show Family Matters. Uh, next player, Mike Williams, who looks and plays like a dollar store DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he yeah he definitely made his hair out to look like DeAndre Hopkins and his face to look like DMX. He looks like he barks at people a lot. DeAndre, go and give it to you. Uh, wrong way. Uh, Jalen Guyton. Man, I didn't know My Chemical Romance had an R&B tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like someone let a 12-year-old live out his, fan- his, his football dreams. His frosted tips and septum piercing, and he has so many selfies that they look like belong on a 12-year-old's Instagram that I, there's no way you can take this kid seriously. Do you think he's in sync with the rest of his receivers? I think uh, he tests every time with those, uh, for the, when they do your temperature coming in. It's always 98 degrees. I love you, Lloyd. <laughs> He's one of the new that's, kids on the block. That's right off the top of my head. I, just, I was trying love to go with your, uh, your boy band thing here. But he looks like, yeah, he would definitely be the boy band member that got molested by the producers. <laughs> He's the one that took one for the team. Yeah, he, he went from, like, if you look at all of his college pictures he has like a very serious like almost mean mug kind of face and now that he's in la he's got frosted tips and a septum piercing and like i said I mean, you know who also has so, a septum piercing and, so and frosted tips in la many so many pictures of a self uh, so many selfies of him with like dreamy eyes the extended peace sign like at his chin oh god fuck no yes there's j- please google it look it up it, it's it is embarrassing that he gets paid millions of dollars a year and gets to do that. <laughs> and gets to be a person. You thought Austin Eckler was stupid. Like, I think they should take money from his contract for every picture he's posted that looks like it was a 12-year-old girl on Instagram. <laughs> um, and for my offensive joke of the week, KJ Hill, who looks like if Chadwick Boseman had even more cancer. <laughs> That is fantastic, because what I wrote was, I think he looks like Grey Panther. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I wasn't even going to put that one in there, but you you did the Chaz- Chatter Brothers one, so I had to. Yep. Tight uh, Hunter Henry... Uh, Hunter Hunter Henry's injury history ensures that the letters T-E stands for Tears Everything. Hunter Henry looks like a family dollar Tom Brady. Yep. And just in case uh, you were curious, his parents named him and his siblings Hunter, Hayden, Hudson, and Hope Henry. Just in case you're wondering what fantastic pieces of shit they are. (laughs) Their address is just Dawson's Creek. Their address is 333 White Street, White Town. Washington, Walla Walla, Washington. Wida Wida, Washington? Yeah. There, it's, he's, I mean, he, 
the headshot he uses for everything is literally the one where he had his hair done exactly like Tom Brady's. Oh my god! And he smiles like Tom Brady, and all of the like. He's the, all upper uh, teeth. Right, but look, like if you. Again, I know most of you guys don't probably Google these players like we do, but yep. if you look at all the pictures where he's like, where it's a photo... I'll put this slideshow on the internet. A photo where he knows he has his picture taken, he smiles like this. Yep. And all the candid ones where he's smiling, he smiles completely different. I think he's literally sat in a mirror trying to look more like Tom Brady. <laughs> what a douchebag! <clears throat> and, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat the list just because it was... So bothersome, <laughs> yeah. That it is Hunter Hayden Hudson and Hope Henry. Hope Henry. They have four kids. Name them all with the H H moniker. Keeping up with the hey, with the Haydashians, <laughs> which we can only hope turns into like a. I was gonna make a H. H. Holmes reference, which is a serial killer from but Yeah. But you can only hope that one of his descendants meets all of their descendants. Hundred percent. Um uh the backup tight end Virgil Green. <coughs> his hair look, makes him look like he's constantly putting his hands on his team's logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Virgil Green looks like Whoopi Cushion Goldberg. <laughs> in its deflated state. His head and face do not match his like his inflated bulky body and all of his facial features look like a mummy. <laughs> we're gonna start with um actually we're gonna start with this next guy. Um offensive tackle and lead singer of Coheed and Cambria, Sam Tevy. <laughs> well, there went my burn. That was, uh... Uh, he looks like if Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had a ukulele face. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what was your burn? Uh, I was, it was actually a Coheed and Cambria reference. So <laughs> say it, say it. You can still say it. I don't want to take your burn. I, um, I was like, uh, I said, Sam TV looks like he was the Jamaican version of the lead singer of Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> Steel drums and shittier vocals, and there you go. Yep. Claudio <clears throat> Sanchez, I think his name was. I never got into them. I like Demo shit, but I never got into them. I, I saw them live a couple times, and I actually dug them. Like, they put on a really good live show, so I liked them more for that. But, okay. I can accept and then, that. Uh, <clears throat> they're also, like, big D&D nerds. And uh, my brother... Always was a big Dungeons and Dragons guy, and one of our good friends, Brian, who uh, he has muscular dystrophy. Okay. So he's in a wheelchair. So we play Dungeons and Dragons with him, like things he could do. Yep. <clears throat> so I was a big fan of them for that. But no, uh, yeah, Sam, Sam Tevy looks like he's uh, the steel drum Coheed and Cambria. Yep. Exactly. Uh, other offensive tackle, Brian Balaga. Brian Balaga looks like he's not thrilled that he that he has to block for a black quarterback. <laughs> uh, Brian Bal- Balaga looks like Beluga. <laughs> he just looks like a Beluga. I don't have a better burn for that other than he looks like um, he he loves pretending. Like at traffic stops, he's the guy who goes, "Is the guy hammy?" 
He looks like a really fat, shitty John Reed. Exactly. Oh, I worked with him. John Reed rules. No, I'm not shitting on John Reed, but he kind of looks no, like... No, 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 I'm saying like, I'm saying like, John Reed, I love that guy. He just looks like a fatter, more racist, shittier version of John Reed. Yep, exactly. The guy who I accidentally <laughs> fell asleep for while I was hosting it, The Funny Bone. And then we're going to get to this guy who I went oh. to Instagram for, Dan motherfucking Feening. Uh, I'm going to go to my jokes. Dan Feeney looks like his pregame superstition is to visit Dale Earnhardt's grave. <laughs> he has a number three with wings tattoo on his tank. <laughs> uh, we'll have a Dan Feeney joke off. Dan Feeney looks like the genie that appears if you rub a used beanbag chair. <laughs> I, I would go with a, a can of skull. Yep. Uh, what else do you have? Uh, he looks like his body is so rebelling against being in L.A. that it's becoming more Indiana by the day. <laughs> the guy has no neck in his Indiana picture. And he... To be... I don't know how you have no neck and so much neck <laughs> at the same time, but I know that it requires a mullet. A hundred percent. Dan Feeney looks like 90% of the dudes who comment stunning on Tommy Laren's Instagram page. That's great, because uh, he, he looks like he only refers to waitresses as pretty lady. <laughs> Especially if they look 12. Oh, man. Hey, Pizzagate. No, you're the one in the pizza restaurant, bitch. Yeah, he looks like what QAnon is warning you about. <laughs> um... Dan Feeney looks like a genie who's who only accepts wishes about monster truck rallies. Uh, I went to the I went to the our, my uh, Instagram. Uh, Brad Schubert, his hair tells me he needs some skull. His mustache tells me he has no soul. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Uh, that's my younger brother. Good job. Uh, <laughs> from Billy Devore. Dan Feeney looks like somebody who says KFC is his religion. <laughs> uh, he, he, got... looks, he looks, uh, Billy DeBoer also says, he looks like someone who brings his own gun to be a mall security guard. He kind of also looks like if Billy DeVore was raised in central Illinois. Yes! Dude, he kind of looks like his dad without the mustache with the mullet and shit. Yep. Have you seen retro pictures of Billy's dad? I have. It, I Identical hairstyle. It's uh, it's, it's aggressive. It is. Um, he for sure has very strong opinions about khaki pants. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say political shit, but nope, khaki pants. I I was gonna go political originally, but yeah. Defense. Uh, Joey Bosa, or as I always call him, mostly Noza. <laughs> It uh, looks like he gets on the phone once a week and goes, Give me my tacos back! <laughs> um, Joey Bosa's nose look. Joey Bosa's nose is as long as his friend Donald Trump's nose should be. <laughs> he, Him and Nick Bosa are like huge Trump supporters. <clears throat> he looks like if uh, the movie Taken happened in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
defensive tackle Linval Joseph. He looks like he has pizza parties as incentives in his contract. Linval Joseph looks like he has screening parties for Soul Plane. <laughs> Still, like once a year, like we only watch in Soul Plane. Yeah, he got he got his first uh, he got his first check, and it was to build a theater to watch Soul Plane. <laughs> Pete Davidson said. Pete Davidson, his dad died on 9-11, says, that was the worst event in my lifetime involving a plane. And Linval Joseph said, fuck you. That's gold. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's a god. Linval uh, Joseph looks like he cuts up little Debbie snacks to make cereal. He looks like he eats like this. No, he looks like he eats like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, def or no linebacker? Oh, uh, I didn't put Melvin Ingram in there, but that's okay. Uh, linebacker Kenneth Murray. Uh, Kenneth Murray has three siblings with special needs that he helps his parents take care of. And when Murray's NFL NFL and when Murray's NFL career is over, his parents will have four children with special needs. I was gonna say his parents have four special needs children that they help take care of. Yep. It looks like if you put Soldier Boy's face on Charlie Murphy's body. Uh, Cornerback Chris Harris Jr. Uh, Chris Harris started the Chris Harris Jr. Foundation to support people in need, or what he calls underdogs, such as children who go without meals in a day and the L.A. Chargers. Chris Harris Jr. had a tweet where he said something about looking like Dave Chappelle. No, if, he every, looks... if everything you liked about Dave Chappelle was not true, <clears throat> um, I also thought he looked like Chris Red. He does look more like I was just going off the one weird yep. tweet that just didn't match anything else he's ever tweeted. Yep. Predictions and bullshit. Um, man, I do know because I had this thought earlier. Last year, the Bengals played the Seahawks Week One. Mostly healthy. You didn't have A.J. Green. You didn't have Jonah Williams. And the Bengals had a chip on their shoulder, and they almost pulled it off. Almost. It was very close. You had you were in Seattle with their fucking 12th man out there, and now you have no fans. And a team that, when there's not a pandemic, would have 13 fans in their stadium. And the other 30,000 people, all fucking Steelers fans. It's insane. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. What's your prediction? Uh, so, like I said, they made it close last year. I think they have an equal chip on their shoulder. And I am not going to say a winner. I'll say, for optimism purposes, the Bengals win. But I do know this. The final score, it will be within four points. <clears throat> Alright, uh, so my prediction. Tyler Boyd has a breakout game. Joe Mixon rushes for 150 yards and three touchdowns. I, okay, so I'm gonna say Mixon gets um, two thousand four hundred and nineteen carries for exactly ten thousand yards. No touchdowns. I'm gonna say that Joe Burrow pees his pants in the third quarter, but yep. brings it back together and has a solid fourth quarter show. Yep. Yeah, the ones that don't involve pee in his pantalones. Um. I, I'll say the Bengals win. This isn't my uh, uh, pick'em league, Andrew. I'll say it just for prediction purposes. I say the Bengals pull it off. 
Um, but that's optimistic, obviously, because like Tyra Taylor's played the Bengals for years when he was with the Ravens. He kind of knows <coughs> how they work. He knows kind of their system. But you can only hope the Bengals pull it off. But I do know my uh, my bold prediction. Cardboard cutout falls from the stands and dies. Bold prediction. Don't you mean my bolt prediction? No, I don't. Not even a little bit. Are you sure? I, I sure don't. I hate you, Roy. <laughs> you went from loving me to hating me. This is how, this is how we work. Yep. Uh, what's your bold prediction? prediction? Uh, Kevin Huber punts every punt to the one-yard line. Oh! I like it like that. That wet-ass pussy. <laughs> We're going to do that song. Have you seen the video of Gilbert Godfrey reading the lyrics to Yes, I have. I'll put it on Facebook. With the wet-ass pussy. God, I couldn't love anything more than I love that. Have you heard him read Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, I, I, I love Gilbert Godfrey in a way that most people shouldn't. I, lo- I, re- I legitimately enjoyed Gilbert Godfrey. He's genuinely... He's so adorable, you forget how offensive and fucked up he is. No, I, I think he's such a good joke writer and a fantastic performer. I, I, he's one of my favorite people alive. Oh man, Gilbert Gottfried would be so much fun to meet someday. Oh, I would, I would, I'd love, I would love to get a time to talk to that guy. Oh, just talk his brains out in his normal voice. Well, that is his normal All right, voice. Well, I mean, like, like a watered down version is his normal no, voice. That, there is no water down. That is his normal voice all the all time. All right, Lloyd Johnson. <clears throat> Literally the most recognizable voice in Hollywood. Well, if you look at like him physically, he has a disorder. He has a, a, a physical ailment, and it's hardened his vocal cords. That's why he talks like that. Okay. That's why his shoulders are always like pressed like that, and his eyes are squinted oh, like that, and everything. Pussy. He has a he has a, a physical ailment that makes him that way. So that is his voice all the time. Greg Giraldo said, "You look like you smell like pee." <laughs> God, I miss Giraldo. He's my second favorite. Atal number one, Giraldo number two. Um, so I think we did it. We are about uh, hour forty five in. Uh, so let's go to the final section. Pluggity plugs. Lloyd Johnson, do you have any plugs? Um, Go Bananas is doing parking lot shows. They are doing them this weekend. Uh, Sean Patton, Caitlin Cook, Will Sylvans, and I think someone else. Will Sylvans is a criminally underrated comic. I saw him uh, MC at the Cellar when I went there last year. He is, he is very very funny. He All is, right, he is. And Sean Patton, if you don't know who Sean Patton is, one, just go fuck yourself. Sean Patton, to this day, has had the best live set I've ever seen. Sean Patton's one of the few human beings I've ever met that can go drink for drink with me and still function. (laughs) So, he has my undying respect for that. But on top of that, he's also one of the most entertaining performance comics I've ever seen. He's amazing. I got to see him and Roy Scoble back to back and my body hurt. Like they both were so like Sean Patton closed out and it was just so animated and fun and silly and perfect. Like he just he knows how to do what he does to a master level. I love it. 
Um, I have uh, really one show coming up. Oh, I'll so be- let me. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna interrupt one more thing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be on the Bastard Sermon, Who which is, that is with? A, uh, Cody Hucker and a handful of other guys. They're all, they're great. If you've never listened to the podcast. Uh, Jay Armstrong, Rand Barnaclow, a bunch of comics that have been on the, even this podcast have been on there. And Cody's such a just a genuinely interesting and sweet human being. What do, I, what do you guys talk about? Uh, who knows? Who knows where this will go? Every episode's interesting and all over the place. It's a lot of different perspectives and guys who aren't comics but are like comic funny okay uh like cody's a guy who'd never get on stage and tell jokes but he's funny like yep um he's a big stanhope fan me and him connected okay. on, on stuff like that which that's my favorite comic Stand ever up. yeah but uh yeah i'll probably be on bastard sermon later this month uh okay check those guys out <clears throat> um and then new nasty boys, new nasty boys, yeah. and then uh, let's uh, let's give puzzle buds, puzzle buds, uh, uh, th- uh, th- thunder slime. Yes, thunder slime. Thank you. I was trying so hard to pull it off out of my brain, but this is Rand's. I want to say his sixty third podcast. <clears throat> I think seventy fourth, but yeah, okay. Um, it was the Sunday Gravery reference from earlier. Which, that's right. Which used to be. Um, but yeah, uh, and then Bell and Bear, Bell and the Bear. We, we we sucked their dick pretty hard earlier, but yep. uh, Go there. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I have, I'm on a few podcasts. Uh, I'm on one with co- uh, comedians Luke Fagenbush and Lauren Hutton. I love those guys. Uh, it is called Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, I believe. H- or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I did that podcast. Popped up. Yep, How I, how I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Uh, Lauren Hutton and Luke Fagenbush. I'm doing their podcast. Uh, Nick Noble and Luke Fagenbush have a podcast on Pornhub. Yes, Lloyd, you heard that correctly. Woo! Uh, I did their podcast on Pornhub. My friend Charlie Milliken has a has a podcast, the Mental Wealth Podcast. I just did that recently. Um, I did an episode of the New Nasty Boys not too long ago, so check that out. Uh, for stand-up comedy shows, September 11th, I should just I should just say the eleventh. I shouldn't say September the eleventh because of that thing that happened like thirty years ago. I'm kidding. Nineteen years ago. I, I didn't I didn't mean to be insensitive. All buildings matter. <laughs> well, I just said all buildings matter in case you missed it. Um, this Friday the eleventh, I will be at uh, Comedy in the Grotto. It's the the Comet North Side. They do kind of an outdoor show in a bar like right below. Or in, in an alleyway right below the Comet. Comet's great Mexican food, good beer, good place. Uh, so come check that out. Go to Go Bananas every weekend. Lloyd, are you done pissing? Almost. Jesus Christ. That man drinks so much Coke and Sailor Jerry. It's up. It's upsetting. <clears throat> hey, six drinks per podcast is not too much. Do you just need to be drunk to talk to me? <clears throat> no, I just need to be drunk to... Not even drunk. I just need to drink to, I don't know, talk. Exactly. Um, also, so you're speaking of the Comet. Yep. Uh, one of the best bartenders in the city, Maya Lou Bonatuala. She is 
human gold. If, if you get a chance to talk to her and interact with her at the comic, go to any of those shows. She's there, and she is literally one of the sweetest human beings you could ever meet in your life. Exactly. And the comic's just great food, great little bar. It's so perfectly divey, but again, not like grimy. Yeah. It's like give or take chameleons level. Yeah, it's 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 very. I I think they're very similar. Yep, I enjoy those. Uh, so go to all of that. The, if the Bangies and Chargers don't get blacked out, I'm gonna try and figure out a place to watch it. Maybe Mad Tree. Um, if you don't follow Tyrone Hawkins, he's putting on new shows at a uh, a, a recently a. a Purchased and bought theater over in Carthage. No shit. I went to a, a show there, and it was fantastic. It's a beautiful, beautiful oh, little like. Tyrone Hawkins theater. is a sincerely, sincerely sweet man. And Tyrone's so fucking funny. Like just off the top of his head, he probably made me laugh out loud twenty times. Love him. So uh, follow him. I, I can't remember the name of the. The, the venue right off the top of my head, but yeah, ah, I wish I could. It's um, right. but it's it's a beautiful venue, and he's he's the best. Love it. Uh, and read why your team sucks this year. Drew McGarry does a annual column this year. I submitted jokes too. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Bengals article. Uh, the Jaguars, Patriots, Dolphins, Chargers, and Rams. I submitted a bunch of jokes to him. Hopefully they make the uh, column. Uh, Wired Team Sucks. Uh, it'll be on Defector this year. I can't believe I'm playing my fucking favorite thing in the world right now. But we get to say a team instead of COVID-19 this year. Yeah, for Yeah, so, Lloyd, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, you, Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Chargers. Chargers. We, we like the, the Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.